Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, Does Size Really Matter? Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And we're back. Yeah, hey, three weeks in a row on a schedule. That's a record. It is. And we're done. Okay, Okay. here we go. (laughs) Um, no, welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Yeah. So, what have you gotten lately? Well, we're going to get right into it, huh? Oh, so nothing, huh? Okay. No, no, okay. I actually, okay, this week, no, no, no. this week, I actually acquired some things. What? You're no longer poor? I, well, I was never really poor. I did have to spend money for a water heater that finally got billed to my <laughs> card after three weeks. It's like, wow. Oh, it's a good thing, you know, good thing I saved the, the money. Yeah, good thing I saved the money. <laughs> No, yeah, I got uh, Kickstarter in the mail yesterday. It's one of my last, I think, five Kickstarters that I have, so I'm down to four now. Whoa. One of which I may never get. We've talked about that one numerous times. This one I was wondering about, but we finally got it. I don't know if you've gotten yours yet. Or did I didn't back, back it? it. Oh, you didn't back it. Okay. No, I uh, I decided not to. It's the expansion for a... Not game? Game? Called Not Dice. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically, I think, 26 dice in a really nice bag and a rule book that includes 10 games, and those quote marks go in there, and I think 10 puzzles that you have to use the other game with the, the base game, Not Dice, with. Yeah. So I got that. It's very well done. Same quality. Beautiful dice. dice. Yeah, real I nicely chunky etched dice. Couldn't back that one. Yeah. And um, I, I did. I actually, as I, soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to back that. And then more I thought about it, I'm like, I haven't even played my copy. I thought we played it once. We tried. It well, was play is again a it's, loose term. It's a puzzle. It's not yeah. a game. And so the expansion. It's just corner pieces, right? Um no, it's more of the same type of dice as the original. I think there are some corner the, pieces the ex- on it. In the Kickstarter campaign it was I, uh, it's called corners. Quite honestly it was It's squared. Squared, yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly it was so long ago that I don't remember much of it and I didn't really look at it that closely after I opened it. Well, that's the reason why I backed out was cuz I did look closely at yeah. it and I'm like I'm not spending cuz I had gotten the full set which is doubled. Right, yeah. I wasn't going to go another 60 bucks or whatever into this. See, and I didn't do that much. I just yeah, did you the did single the, thing. Yeah, the half set. Just whatever so you So it's get like, for... yeah, I just, I couldn't see it. So yeah. I'm like, nope, I'll give you a dollar and that's it. That's all you're getting from yeah, me. Yeah, so you can follow at least the comments and stuff. So that's one of the things I got. I got that in the mail yesterday. Uh, again, opened it up, took the lid off the box, looked at the dice, put it back up on the shelf with the other game, other copy, the original game. Where that one will be, and then you'll get sucked yeah. into the next one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I'm done with Kickstarter, and I don't believe the local game store in Whoa. town here does that kind of game. So because it's not Is a it game, a, yeah, not a game, not a game. Yeah. It's not as bad as Island Dice, but it's not a game. It's puzzles. So it's a, and it's, it's fun. Exactly the it's same. Pretty Island Dice. No, Island Dice wasn't even a puzzle. That's not a game either. It's not a game at all. But yeah. it's not even a puzzle. You can't call that anything. A puzzle's not a other game. other than just a bunch of stupid dice. Well, they tried. I don't think Island Dice <laughs> even tried. Uh, the other acquisitions I made were just today. The uh, Hulk. Oh, I forgot about no, this one. No, I saw. Marvel you, Champions. You're not going to get me sucked in. Hulk expansion nope, came in. Not the Hulk, doing it. It's the Hulk, Joe. Nope. Green big guy. Yeah. Has a deck. Not doing it. You want to know why? Uh-uh. Because I have probably over 100 pounds of legendary <laughs> sitting over there that I can't get anybody to play. And I am not going to get sucked into another money grab. 
Not well, doing it. The nice thing about it is it's not a... You're not doing Kickstarter. Not I'm a, not doing Champions. There you go. It's not a collectible card game. It is a limited... Yet they keep coming out game. with they, numerous expansions. Lots of expansions. Playmats, accessories. For a, it's a money grab. For a Fantasy Flight game, though, it's very strange that you only had to buy one base set. And, you and then have expansion to buy, after expansion. Well, but only one copy of it. Whereas, <laughs> if I don't know if you're familiar... Well, you are, obviously, familiar with Fantasy oh, Flight. Oh, yeah. Arkham Horror. How many of the damn... Base games did you have to buy to have a, a complete set? Three! You had to buy three copies of Arkham Horror to get a, a full set. Uh, Legend, of, Legend of the Five Rings. That's the one, yep. That's the one that really made me mad. And then Netrunner was the same way. In order to get a play set, you had to buy at least two and probably three copies of the base game. Yep. I refused to do it. And I got sucked bad into that. I do not like LCGs. Yeah, and I did not, although I do own... The base game of the Lord of the Rings LCG. And a bunch of expansions. And expansions. Because I traded you But for I have it. yet to purchase anything more than that. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's fun. I actually have two of those because another guy sold me his copy. And so, <laughs> well, that way I had play sets. Again, it was play sets that I wanted. Right. Okay, so I got that, and that's going to go into my box. And it's actually a really fun game. I do highly recommend it. Marvel Champions. Um, you don't have to buy every expansion if you don't want to. Don't do it. I... We'll probably buy every expansion. You will. You're going to get sucked in. You're going to have well, an equivalent of Marvel Legendary. Probably, You yes. will. So, And then the other game I purchased today, actually I had pre-ordered it, so I paid for it already, but I got it today. Marvel Villainous. Which is really weird because you had actually originally said you were going to get sucked in. I was going to get it. And then I realized that I was going to get it. So yep. I thought to myself, you know what, since I know I'm going to end up buying it anyway... Might as well pre-order and get my discount. Yep. It looks really cool. I am still disappointed by the fact that it is not compatible with the Disney Villainous games. Um, But I'll get over it. Maybe we'll find out why tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll probably bring it over because, well, what is it? Your wife's birthday today. It is. Gonna play it some is games Jess's tomorrow. birthday today. So let's say happy birthday, Jess. Happy birthday, Jess. Clowns and cake to you. Yep. Um, Hopefully... We'll play that game because she loves the Villainous universe. She's a Disney person, but she also very much likes Marvel. Mm -hmm. So we'll probably play that. Um, I'm going to assume they'll have expansions for that. And maybe they'll work a way into being able to to combine them. But I suspect that probably the Marvel Villainous might be a little overpowering on the Disney villains. So we'll see. Yeah, either way, they're just going to start pumping out expansions for that too. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it'll be fun. So those are my three acquisitions that were game related. Now, Red Skull was not a villain in that. Right? I do not think so. I, if I it was been thinking, I'd have brought it. In oddly enough, it was Thanos. Uh, yeah, I think it's mostly Killmonger. Movie. Killmonger is one from of them. Black Panther, which yep. I did not see coming. Um, and then Hela. Uh, yep, from Thor. Yep, which I could see that one. Yeah, but I think Killmonger? it's almost all movie villains. Though. Yeah, it's all the movie. And then Ultron. Ultron, yep, I, I wouldn't mind playing there. with Ultron or Th- Thanos. And what's the one that uh, the X-Men had to fight? Uh, Col- uh, the Coloss- not Colossus, but... Uh, Apocalypse? Yes, Apocalypse, I believe, is the fifth one. He's in it? I think so. I believe oh. so, but I honestly don't remember. If only we had the knowledge of the world yeah. at our fingertips. Well, you I mean, you had the game with you, so... I know, it's in my car. I yeah. could go get it, but, you know, then there's a little delay or Josie's going to have to riff for however long it takes me to get out to my car and get it, so... Well, I'm, I have split personalities, so... That's true, that's a good point. Sure, that so. we won't even miss you. Well, okay, <laughs> should we let him in on the secret? 
There's only one person sitting at this microphone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm we, that good. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. I'm that good. No, there's two of us. Uh, so those are my only game acquisitions that I made this okay, week. Okay, so pretty healthy game acquisitions. Yeah, three. Three yep. different. Considering I don't think I've contributed anything to the game acquisition part of this uh, podcast for- Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yep. I did have another acquisition as well. Pop related? Maybe. What'd you get? Okay, is anybody here a fan of Umbrella Academy? I am. I am. Okay, so I went to Hot Topic. Just because I go to Hot Topic every once in a while. I'm a 60, almost 60-year-old 60 man goes to Hot Topic. And he totally looks goth. Well, I wear a mask, so, you know, whatever. Yep. They make you wear a mask there. So I'm looking, seeing if there's anything new in the pop section. You got didn't yourself a new anything. tongue ring, didn't you? I did not. Okay. I, I, I let that heal up. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking, and, you know, they're eye level. And then I looked down to see what was in the lower levels. And I started looking up, and I looked up, and I looked up, and I looked up, and I looked up, and I, up, and I saw Pogo. So if you're not familiar with Umbrella Academy, Pogo is sort of the butler as the kids were growing up in the Umbrella Academy, and he's a chimpanzee. Which I think is hilarious, because last time we talked about this, you were like, I don't know if I can get into the series uh, with the talking chimp. Initially, I saw the talking chimp, and I just went, okay, this is going to be stupid. But they actually did a really good job with him. There's a guy who does the CGI body, and another guy who does the face. And the voice. Mm. I didn't realize that. There's two guys that play the wow. monkey. Well, anyway, so I saw Pogo, and then I started noticing, well, they have Luther. They have Allison. They have Ben, because he's pretty obvious with the tentacles. Yeah, they that have, one, I would really like to have It's pretty one. cool. And so the, I'm going to steal yours. The Hot Topic exclusive glows in the dark. Oh, you monster. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying to think of the what's the main girl's name? Vanya. They have Vanya. So I saw they had Vanya. Did you get the second Vanya as well? No, they only have the one. They don't have the. I don't know if it's the an exclusive extreme or it's white a chase. one. Yeah, that's a chase. Okay. So I did not get Vanya. The cha- the cha- the chase Vanya. I got the regular Vanya. And you didn't get Klaus. And I did not get Klaus. That made me so sad. But I bought nine out of the ten. And actually, there's oh, and then they also had uh, Cha Cha and Hazel. Oh, yeah. Which are the two assassins that are after five? Who they also have a five figure. So I got five. So I did. I got all the kids and Cha-Cha and Hazel and Pogo. Okay. And then they do have a chase. Well, the, the exclusive band was the Glow in the Dark one. They have a regular band that you could probably get at other stores. It'd still be pretty cool. And then the Vanya, um, the chase Vanya, like you said, is white. So we're all wearing all white. They both have fiddles. I really like Ben. Ben's and cool. And Luther. Yeah. And my favorite characters are probably uh, Klaus, just because he's Yeah, hilarious. he's cool. He's hilarious, and I like Ben quite a bit, and I do like Luther uh, because he's the guy who plays. And we were talking about this before we started this. The guy who plays Luther, I think his name is Tom Holland, or it's not Tom Holland, like the actor that plays Spider Man. It's a different Tom Holland, but he um, he just has some really subtle acting that you that conveys his backstory basically, because he was kind of the. The one that stayed home. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, and I'm not going to try and spoil it if you haven't, but I do highly recommend on Netflix. Seasons one and two are out. Three, I don't even know if it's being made right now because who knows what they can do with COVID going uh, as far as TV shows go. I think they got two out just before this all started. Uh, Boy, good series, man. If you're a fan of odd superhero type stuff, Umbrella Academy. But anyway, I got those nine pops. Tom Hopper. That's it. I knew it was Tom something, and I was thinking Holland, but I knew that wasn't right. But, yeah, 
Very good show. Really good show. And he's an excellent actor. Uh, the guy who plays Ben, really good as well. The guy who plays Klaus, outstanding. I believe he's, I want to say he's Australian, but I cannot remember for sure. He might be Irish. Um, and I'm not sure if Tom Hopper is American or not. Robert Sheehan is Klaus. Yeah, and he's, I think he's an Irish actor. I would say with the last name Sheehan. Yeah. It's probably I, pretty pretty accurate. So when I start to watch a show, I tend to go into IMDb and look up the trivia, and I look up the, if the actor interests me, I'll look up the actor, try and read about him as much as I can. And it's just really, they're really good in their roles. Um, Ellen Page plays Vanya. She's about the only name I knew other than um, Mary J. Blige plays Cha-Cha. And I still remember seeing uh, the gal playing Allison and thinking, wow, Mary J. Blige looks way different than I remember her looking. Then I realized, no, that's not Mary J. Blige. She's too young to be Mary J. Blige. Um, but Mary J. Blige is really good. She's really good in this. She plays a fairly cold-blooded assassin. So I liked Hazel. I liked Hazel a lot too, and well, you saw in the second episode, mm-hmm. the second season, so how that goes. So uh, Hazel's a pretty cool character, but it's good. Oh, and Hazel and Cha Cha are wearing their assassins masks. It's not their actual. Yes, and th- that was fun. Yeah, in the pops, I mean, so the Funko pops. So that's my acquisitions, game and Funko related. How about you? Okay. Uh, so my game acquisitions, I, I. Acquired the Sentry Eastern Mountains. I am looking forward to that one. Looks really cool. It does. Completely different game than Eastern Wonders. A completely different game than Sentry Eastern Wonders. Uh, And then I I got another Pop Funkoverse game. I picked up Jaws. Yeah, that one looks good. I'm thinking about that one because I want to get the uh, Quint and Shark regular size Funkos too, but I haven't yet. Actually, if I got those, I'd have to I'm really set. digging the 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 games. Just with yeah. the little mini pop vinyls, I think they're really cool, and the games are really good. They're very well done. Yeah. Uh, I also picked up Tokyo Clash Godzilla, which I'm I think we talked huge, about. Didn't we? No, I thought we talked about this. I'm one. a huge Godzilla fan. Yeah. This is also from um, the Funko Company. Okay, I'd seen it somewhere. Oh, I know. Really what. nice miniatures. Okay, so I watch a Funko Pop dude on youtube he does a daily uh funko pop related show he did talk about this game that's why i know about it so it looks really good i'm i'm a sucker when it comes to godzilla i absolutely love godzilla even though i have several godzilla games and we've never played them well okay yeah you're right although you could (laughs) you could technically say we have with uh king of tokyo especially the dark edition Right. Technically. Well, that's like kaiju games. Yeah, I mean, but... But I'm talking like Godzilla. Yeah, one of them is Godzilla. Come on. We all yeah. know that. Uh, but, I mean, we played uh, Pacific Rim, which is Yeah, kaiju. which is also... I love kaiju. I mean, that, that's... Yeah. I'm not a groupie, a kaiju groupie, but I I just... I like the big monsters. I've always yeah, been cool. fascinated with the old movies of the big monsters, and then you throw a big robot in there fighting them, and it's just cool yeah, for me. Go. So that's... that's that's my thing. I, I've always been a fan of... King Kong, Godzilla. Godzilla is like King Monsters, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I picked up the Titanic board game. That looks really interesting. Yep. I, I think that should be a lot of fun. And then I picked up a couple smaller games for my daughter. Yep. Uh, which her birthday is next week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, all your birthdays are kind of in August. Uh, well, two of them. all of them, but two of them, yeah. Jess's and, and Kathleen's. Okay. So, and she's my little gamer. Yep. So... Uh, these are ages four and up, and she's six. So the one is called Sloth. 
and you you race these sloths up the side of a um, a tree vine. Oh, cool! And so that it, it looked fun. Um, so each person gets a different sloth of a different color, and then you, you race up there slowly. I might want to try that one. So it looked it looked fun. Uh, that was from Ravensburger. It was kind of okay. fun. There's a little section at Walmart of Ravensburger games that huh. are for younger kids. And I think they were like five bucks a piece. It's not bad. So really, really cheap. Um, and then the other one was uh, kind of like a don't topple penguins okay game. So and that's also from ravensburger dexterity type game and so you are trying to add your penguins on this little iceberg without knocking them over that one sounds so fun. Uh, also from ravensburger and it was only five dollars and then i got her some really cool um presents that might or might not be game related i can't say too much because she listens, she listens to daddy's to podcast, podcast yeah. so uh, <laughs> which is is pretty fun because uh, she weighs in on what we talk about. Well, and every which is once pretty in impressive a, for a six year old. Every once in a while, she'll burst in here. We've I think generally cut out when that's happened, but there are going to be occasions, and I know some of the unboxing she's been a part well, of. Well, as as she gets older, she she wants to start doing more of the stuff with us. And, she might and be I, sitting between us. Yep, she's she is my little gamer. She's yeah. the only one of my six children. That absolutely loves it in my game room and wants to do this with me. So, yep. and then I picked up a Funko Pop related item. Yes, I saw that. So when I, I went came in. to uh, Barnes and Noble, great store, and I was just checking out their their games because that's usually where I go for my Funko verse. It seems like they have a pretty good selection, which they did not. <laughs> they might have sold out. Of they them. were pretty picked over. Yeah, but. I also found my. Uh, I picked up um, the unmatched. Oh yeah, uh, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Yeah. So now I have the entire line of the unmatched. So that's the other one I'm. Now we'll have to start playing getting. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I picked. Uh, they had a sale on two for ten for pop vinyls. Nice. And most of them were stuff that I just really wasn't interested in. A lot anime of Star Wars, Star a lot Wars, of anime, Marvel. Uh, but the bottom of the shelf, obviously, huge Jumanji fan. Yep. They had Alan Parrish. Oh, yeah. And that's the one where he just comes back from the jungle where he's all, he's got the beard and he's got the the, the, the shell hat. Yep. And so I picked up two of those. So we're going to have one of them as a, a prize or something for our Extra Life event in November. Yeah. So. And, uh, and I already have that one. Yep. I uh, almost got another one because I don't know if I mentioned this one time or not, but for my, for Christmas, my... Kids make fun of me for my Funko Pop obsession. Weirdly, I don't know. If kids think it's it's not just your kids that make fun of yeah, you. Yeah, I know. So. I know, but I'm trying to make it <laughs> anyway. So I thought it would be funny because mostly what he wants for Christmas at this point, since he's 28, is money. So I thought it'd be funny to take the money and put it into something so that he'd have something to open. And I was, I think, at Target. And I saw a Forrest Gump pop. Oh, my goodness. And then I saw a big pop. And then I saw something else, and I can't remember what it was. But I ended up getting four Funko Pops that were all Tom Hanks related. Oh, um, uh, the the manager from uh, League of Their Own was one of them. Okay. Uh, and then I, I thought I need a fifth one because I was giving him 500 bucks for Christmas. That was going to be the present. And so I saw Alan Parrish, and I thought, oh, yeah, that was a cool Tom Hanks character. And then I'm walking towards the register, and I went, wait a minute. It's not Tom Hanks. It's Robin Williams. And I already have this. 
So I went and put it back. And then the other thing that it turned out was I had the the Forrest Gump one I got of of Tom Hanks was uh, like a Target exclusive. And the one I have was just a, like a common. So I ended up trading out the common that I had and gave him and kept the Target exclusive for me. Wow. Yeah, I know. But he thought it was pretty funny. And he said he made a shrine to Tom Hanks after he got diagnosed with COVID-19 <laughs> and prayed for him daily when he <laughs> was afraid he might die in Australia. Wow. He was being humorous, but still, I thought that was pretty funny. So, And he thought it was good. that He liked the money, obviously, but he thought the Funko Pops were funny. Oh, so now you've got him addicted. No, he actually has said he's not buying any more. He's oh. not buying any. Just, well, that's fine. That's every Christmas. You can just I add to his a collection. New one. Yeah. Yep. And it has to be Tom Hanks related at this point right. just because that's hilarious to me for some reason. And I mean, I was sitting in the store after I found like the third one just laughing at myself. And I'm sure people were walking by going, Yeah, he's what crazy. What's wrong with that guy? First yep. of all, he's an old man looking at Funko Pops. Second of all, he's just laughing to himself. So that happens sometimes. It does. He just laughs hysterically at and himself and myself. talks. And yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Well, you don't know this to myself. There might be my friend. My invisible friend might be there. So there you go. So those are our acquisitions. Yep. That's that's all we end up picking up. So Yeah, you seem like you always get a lot more than I do every, every week. I work two jobs, man. I know. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I just do. I don't seem to have time because I'm still actually still trying to paint those figures. I still I got about a third of the one done, which I'm going to try. I don't have time get. to play games either. I have a well, table not, that's full and I know, getting I see that. fuller. And we still haven't played Epic Monster Tea Party, which with the expansion, which I want to do. I have. You have not. Well, I have not. Yeah. Sure. Well, you actually have when it was well, in the prototype kind of, phase. Yeah, kind of. But, so. Um. But yeah, there's a number of games over there that I would kind of think would be fun to try. Yeah. Oh, did you see that Glenmore 2 Chronicles is coming out with an expansion? No, I did not. Called The Highland? Hmm. Yes. That might be kind of fun. That's a good game. So it's going to Kickstarter, which uh, is from Fun Tales, and they're a smaller company. Yeah, so maybe. So, uh, and if you missed out on Glenmore 2... Chronicles. It'll allow you to get that. It will allow you to get the base game on there. Nice. So that's coming up, uh, I believe, August 14th. So I am definitely, I set a reminder, I am definitely backing that just because I absolutely love Glenmore. It's a good game. So again, if you haven't, it's a worker placement, uh, Rondell. It's got a bunch of good mechanics in it that are fun to do. Some resource management. Oh, yeah. Worker placement. Uh, Tableau building a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to it. And then the Chronicles. Adds so much cool content. Yeah. And the you know, segment of the uh, pieces are cool. So, yeah. Recommend that one. Definitely. Yep. Uh, so, what have we played? What have you played? Uh, well, last uh, Wednesday night, I played Clank Legacy with the other group that I play that game with. Uh, we so, are, how far are you in that? We are approximately in the same area. Okay. Um, we did get to open the secret. Double secret thing. Wow. And I'm not going to say anything about it, and I'm going to forget about it between now and when So we then play. you're farther than we are. A little bit. Just, okay. But not much, because I think there are certain things we've done in that game that we have not done in this game. Okay. Which is really cool. That is good. And then I was talking about it with some other people who've played it, and they were raving about it as maybe one of the best legacy games they've ever played um, for a number of reasons. They said it probably will still not eclipse Pandemic Legacy, which is supposedly one of the better ones out there, but the humor of this game, just the cheekiness of the of the 
book. You know, I really you, enjoy the story. Yeah, when you start, when you read the the story, when you read the prologues, when you read the epilogues, when you read uh, the the it's a choose your own adventure type style thing where you go to a certain number and read that. A lot of that is just very tongue and cheeky. It's kind of a D and D, but they know they're they're kind of making fun of the whole genre, but not in a way that makes you go. Well, they're just making fun of nerds. No, they've got a good inside sense of humor. Right. It's 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 a comedy element. Yeah, it's really fun. So it's been fun and interesting to play in two different campaigns of it. Because like I say, the one that you and I are in Mm -hmm. has progressed way differently than the other one. Cool. And the play style of the two groups is different because I don't think we're all that cutthroat. You you and I and Jess and Amanda aren't all that cutthroat. No, because we can Most easily time, wait for everybody to go down to the bottom and yeah. then just jet out quick. Most of the time, that's what we do is we get to the bottom. Everybody tries to get back up. Hey, every man for himself wants you on your way back up, yep. but but we don't intentionally try and kill people. Well, right. the other game tends to be a little more cutthroat in that regard. And uh, primarily because at one point we had one person get out, every single other one of us Ended up dying underground. Oh, wow. Yeah, not cool, man. Three people with zero points. That's brutal. And, man, did we hear about that. Yeah, we got a lot friendlier game going on over here. We heard about that for a week. So then, of course, this time time around, that person did not make it up. Okay. uh, (laughs) You had it up for them. Yep. So we took care of that. So, But but it's still, it's been fun. Both, Both campaigns have been extremely fun. So I played that. And then you and I on... Was it Sunday? We played uh, a couple of different games. Well, Saturday. Saturday, we Saturday played I know floor we played plan. Floor Plan, which was... Which my two copies of Floor Plan, because uh, I ordered three total. Yeah. And I have two copies coming. They're actually, they've been sent out. Good. So they should be here anytime in the next few days or next week. And I am trying to remember that game, so tell us a little bit about it so I can remember. All right, so floor plan is a roll and write. And you are an architect. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm remembering it. Basically, a grid sheet in front of you. Yep. And you roll the die. Yeah, you start out drawing two dice. Yeah, you have one room around the center thing, and you're building around that. And you have two dice, and that's going to tell you the dimensions of your room. Or if you don't want to draw a room, it'll tell you what uh, features, features you get to do. You can put in, yeah. And so that's you're trying to fill up your blueprint. Yeah. And so that's that's really what the game is. The first one to fill their blueprint, then you play one more round. And the well, rounds the- are is you roll the dice, that's a round. So everyone plays simultaneously. Um, you can have one person roll the dice. We end up passing around the table, which kind of threw everybody off a little bit well, with the round. Yeah, a little bit. Because when we said one more round... We had it one person that's like, started, okay, well, we're yeah. going to go again. No, no, no. Round is one roll of the dice. Which, because because I think I started that game and right. ended because... And the other way to end it is if you cannot put something into your right. and that's, floor plan. And that's how we ended this one. Correct. Um, and, so, the person and then everyone else has one more right, turn. Yeah. The person to my right couldn't finish. And so because I had started, we were done. But we th- everybody thought, well, no, we have another round. Well... So no, because I think... I thought no, went, there's no... Everyone plays simultaneous. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it wasn't the fact that you started. You just rolled the dice for the first yeah. time. That was the first round. Oh, and every, then somebody thought, okay, now right. we all roll. No, that's, that's not how that works. If one person can yeah. roll the dice in yep. this. They actually say that in the rules. But it's actually pretty fun so. because you can sort of design a cool-looking house. Oh, yeah. I think I did pretty well I in it. I think you did okay. I did so, all right. Um, and you have a set of three different goals, I think. 
Where you're trying to get yeah, points. You have, uh, oh, that's the other way. If you fill out all, three, all six of the... There's three people you're trying to complete their goals. There's yep, two goals on, on each, each Except card. for one did not have two goals. It did. Well, but it was an end of game was, goal that everybody could have gotten. Right. But yeah, um, but yeah you, it you essentially game. have two goals on each one that you're scoring points off of. And then after you score, after you complete their goal, you write on this little post-it note at the bottom of your sheet. How many points And then you, you get yeah. uh, a benefit out of that. Yep. So... It's. It was. Good. I really liked it. Was well it. done. Yeah, it was a yeah. well done game. So that's from Deep Water Games. Um, that one just released uh, last week, I think it was, or two, I think two so. weeks ago. Yeah. Well, you just got it last. So week, right? yeah, and then I've got. Uh, so I've got that. I've got two more copies of that coming. So um, we'll probably give away a copy on the podcast, and then we will give away a copy at Extra Life. Yeah. So and I suppose since we just reviewed a game, kind of, we should probably go over our. Uh, Review scoring. Yeah. So before we rate it, we'll tell you our, our rating scale. And so our our scale goes from negative 10 negative to 6. Negative 10 to 6. Most go to 1 to 10, 1 to 5, something like that. We go negative 10 to 6 because we're average Joes. Um, negative 10, we call that the island ice because it's just not a game. Yep. Not a game at all. Wouldn't play it. I mean, I could look at the rules and go, nope, not going to play this one. You guys have fun. I'll watch you. Yeah. I'm not going to play it. It's that bad. Uh, uh, one, number one, one. Joe Blow. Joe Blow. And in, that's that's a game that just sucks. Considerably better, though, than an Island Dice game. Yeah, because it's a game, but it's it still sucks, yeah. in our opinion. You know, well, it's, yeah. It might be a good game to somebody else, but to us, it's like, eh, no, it hits the table, I'm out. I'll watch yep. you guys play, or I'll go do something else. Okay, I guess the difference is I'd give it a try. I actually might quit in the middle of it if it's that bad. We've had a couple of those. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't play it again. Usually, no matter how bad a game is, I try to stick through it. I do, too. Generally, I think there's been two games that I can think of that we've stopped playing just because it's bad. Yeah. Both were prototypes, yep. actually. So they weren't really so games they were, yet. they were not a game. They were actually not <laughs> games yet. And we actually won't talk about one no. of them because it has potential. It could be a game. Right. And that one comes the out other next one, year. The other one... I don't know if they improved it enough to make it a game or not, but we won't talk about that yeah. one either. Uh, number two is Joe Mama. Joe Mama's an, you know. It's an okay game. Yeah, it's a You'll game. You'll play it if you need a player, but otherwise you have no desire really to play it. I will probably talk somebody into trying something else instead of that. Yep. Uh, three is an average Joe. It's that's, a good game. You'll play it when someone asks. Yeah, that's a good game. It's a, yeah, it's a fun game. I'm playing that one. Now, if there's a better game to play, I'd rather play that, and I'd try to talk somebody into it, but I will play if somebody's got their hearts set. Yep. And honestly, Monopoly is an average Joe game to me. It's a game people, some people want to play. I'll play it. No, slapping. <laughs> okay. Just saying, that's an example to me of an average Joe game. It's a game that okay. people like. So, Tom's lost all of his credibility. <laughs> Um, a number Played four. by the rules, the actual rules. It's not a bad game. Right. Okay. It takes a long damn time, but it's not a bad game. Uh, well, actually, if you're playing by the actual rules, it shouldn't take that long. Yeah, but nobody plays by actual rules. Okay. So, number four, Smoke and Joe. Smoke and Joe is a good game. Yep. I like it. Good game. Uh, um, it's a great game. I will probably it's, buy a Smoke and Joe game. Right. It's something that's in your collection. If not, you're trying to get it. It's, it's something you want to get to the table. Yep. And I would suggest it pretty regularly, probably. So a five is Jotacular. That is for sure a game I'm gonna buy, and that is is one of your favorites. It is a game that I will bring with me to game days. Yep, and I will encourage people to join me in playing it. I I can teach it back with like the back of my hand. 
And no, number uh, six is a that, Joel Almighty. That that's, is the best game there is. That's your Holy Grail or your Excalibur of yep. games. And we've talked about what ours are. Mine is Euphoria. Yep. And mine's Borgata. Borgata. They're both great games. Yep. I really like Borgata. I really like Euphoria. So that's right. our scale. So, so floor plan. Floor plan. Right now, quite honestly for me, it is an average Joe. I think that's what I said, or is it even in there? Did we put them in already? No, we did not. Okay. It is an average Joe, only because we've played it once, and we were slightly confused. But it has a lot of potential, and I think it could rise in the ratings for me. How about you? I would actually give it a uh, a smoking Joe. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I I got the game. You know, yeah. it's it's it pretty simple. You roll the dice. You're picking either your your room to add or your feature, and it's just sometimes those those dice don't do what you want no, them to. You roll a two and a four or four times in a row, and it's like oh, I can't do this again. Right. It's a little frustrating, but I I like the game. Uh, like I say, I think playing it more often will allow me to maybe increase my rating. I liked it. So that's floor plan. Yep. Uh, then we played. Tiny Epic Dinosaur. That was a fun game. I initially backed the first Tiny Epic game when it was on Kickstarter, which I think was Tiny Epic Kingdoms. I believe was the first one. (laughs) I believe so. And then Defenders was the second one. And then I think Tiny Epic Galaxies was the third one. I really liked Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Tiny Epic Defenders is kind of a co-op game and is a little different. Got a rondelle mechanic. You're basically trying to not die. Yep. Or let the kingdom get destroyed. Then Tiny Epic Galaxies came out, and that was just an awesome game. It was a ton of fun. I really like that game. They added the End of the Black expansion, which adds different types of ships with powers, and it made it even more fun. And then I want to say they came out with Tiny Epic... I don't know. They came out with a whole crap ton of games, and I just got to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't back this. Oh game. yeah, and some of them, some of them were good. Yeah. Some of them were just like, eh. Some of them were gimmicky. Yeah. Uh, the zombie, tiny epic zombies, is basically zombicide. Yeah, miniature zombicide. Yeah, it's just a very tiny version of zombicide. It's got a few different mechanics. But you know what tiny epic dinosaurs is? It's its own kind of game, although it's got a lot of. Uh, it's got a lot of dinosaur island. A lot right? of dinosaur island characteristics. Yep, but the but, the, the player mats. Are different. Yeah. You also don't have to worry about getting revenue. Yeah, you're not worried from, about. Basically, you're just ranching dinosaurs. Yeah, you take the you take the part you're part, part of, it, of out it. Yes, and add and you take the lab part of it out for the most part. I mean, there's a little bit of an element to that, but it's more. Well, the expansion is the lab. Yeah, I guess we didn't play with that, but which we found out is what makes it the deluxe, the deluxe edition. edition. So that that laboratory's expansion says is the only part of the game that says that deluxe. Says deluxe. Yep. And so that is that is what makes it deluxe. And it does look kind of cool. I want to try it. So we'll have to maybe do that. I but the that's... game's great. It's a great worker placement yeah. game. You have your large rancher Which and you your worth, smaller ranchers. Your large ranchers were two. In order to take a spot, you have to have at least one. If you want, if, you, yep. if your opponent wants to use that spot, they have to go with two. And you've got four boards that make up your, yeah. your worker placement areas. And you can get dinosaurs. You can get resources and then getting the dinosaurs you oh that's very cool you roll this die and what happens on the dice so you've got different results if it's a net nothing happens you're safe yep you sit if you get the claw marks then you and the dino 
go to the infirmary. Which is really cool because it opens that spot. Right, and makes it cheaper for anybody else that wants to go there. Yep. Because if you were there and, and you're safe, someone would have to place two, two workers or their, or their number order, two yeah. to go there. Yep. And so the, you can go to the same spot as someone else, but it's going to cost you one more well, worker. You, you start out with three small workers and a grande worker, right? Correct. And then in the fourth round, you get a fourth worker. Yes. So it's really well balanced, I think. Um, the the one confusing mechanic is a little bit of the building of the pens. And it was mostly because all the cards for the islands are different. So they have different configurations for the pins. You've got to put a barricade up on a dotted line. And you can miss the dotted lines, unfortunately. Yep. And I, I was assuming on my island that, well, there's ocean. Yeah, so there's it's, so it's 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 a it's pen. Well, I was wrong, and somebody pointed that out. So, and then we figured out a way to fix that. Yeah, it was an easy fix. It was, an it was easy just fix. move the ones that didn't need to be in the yeah. pen to the other area, because and then I think it's six it. different six different things to do in a round. First one is you gather your resource. No, mm-hmm. first one is yeah. First one's gather resources. You do that simultaneously. Yeah, and if you have a really cool card that allows you to place another worker that's in the infirmary. That's pretty cool. That allows you an extra action. Yep. But anyway, so the first (laughs) thing you do is gather resources. Second thing you do, and this you do in turn order, is place your workers. Yep. And gather your your resources. The third thing you do is pick up your workers. And then the fourth thing you do, I think, is put out your dinosaurs and build your pens. Yep. And when you... Put out your dinosaurs and build your pens. You can put new barriers down. You cannot move a barrier that is previously placed. Correct. And you can move your dinosaurs into the pen. And as long as the pen is completely surrounded, you can put as many dinosaurs of the same kind in that pen as you have spaces for. Um, The fifth thing you do is feed your dinosaurs. If you cannot feed your dinosaurs, they escape. And there's different things that happen depending on if you have a carnivore or an herbivore that escapes. I think the herbivore, you lose part of your pen carnivore you lose another dinosaur yep you can do these in any order you want so you could maybe have a carnivore eat an herbivore so it doesn't cause your pen to get wrecked and no matter how many times that you escape that type of dinosaur you only suffer that penalty which we screwed up the first time we played right but then the sixth thing is basically um you pay you have to feed your well the fifth thing is you feed your dinosaur dinosaur the sixth thing is clean up which is you Replace some cards and fill right. some cards. Yep. And Refill then, the marketplace, and, basically. Yeah. And the second thing is when you get that extra action, if you have that cool card, which I'm going to make sure I get next time we play. Yeah. That was pretty beneficial. Yeah. It was really beneficial. I also had the one where I could discard it to feed all my dinosaurs. That was really nice. And that it was very nice. I, you, I kept that one all the way through the game until the very last round. Yeah. And so I didn't have to get any food because I had all my yep. spots. That's another thing is when you don't have a spot covered on your map, you gain that you resource. That, that's when you gather resources. That's one of the so, resources you get. But if you if you're placing your dinosaurs, you you're cover losing up those resources yeah. as you go. Now, some Which of makes the space, it a little trickier. Yep, some of the worker placement spaces. Obviously, we talked about getting dinosaurs. There's another space where you can just get a dinosaur that you want, but it costs you a, a supply. So basically, right. you don't take the risk of being hurt and moving out of the space. Um, and it's cost more for everybody who goes there after you do. Uh, there's a space where you can actually get barriers. There's a space where you can get the first player marker and I think move a barrier. Is that right? Yes. That one? There's a space where you can uh, take a dinosaur out of your holding area and move it into your 
Because once you collect a dinosaur, it goes into your holding area mm-hmm. in your cart. You can either you can get collected. You can move a dinosaur from your holding area and move a pen piece from your ranch to your holding area. Right. Because ultimately, you want to cash in your dinosaurs for, for cards. these gold cards. Yeah, that gets you. Points. And that's how you you get rid of your dinosaurs and free it up for more dinosaurs. The other thing and is though, score the, points. the dinosaurs are worth points at the end of the game too. Correct. So for each dinosaur, you might get three or four points, which can make a difference. Uh, there's a space to get resources like food, either uh, leaves or meat uh, or supplies. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. What, and there's one, I think the four-player game, that was a space where you get all three of them. Yep. It's really well-designed work. You had me game. on goal cards this last I game did. I played. But then I loaded up. You loaded up on dinosaurs. On dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. And which put me over the top. Yep, definitely. So, But it was, it's a great worker placement game. It's probably my second favorite Tiny Epic game. And I would give that one at this point right now is a smoking Joe for me. All right. It's a definite smoking Joe. So I really enjoyed the gameplay. Yep. I thought it was a very meaty game for such a small for box. For such a small box. And it's, what was it, a five by three, three by five, something like that? Yeah. It's, it's a three by five box. Very small box, a lot of gameplay. Yep. And it's not even loaded that much with components. Like no. most of the tiny Epic games are just loaded. To yeah. The bear. A lot of dinosaurs. This one, there was a lot of pieces, but there's still enough room in the box. Oh, yeah, so, by far. Uh, I really love the components in this. I like the player mats. Um, and what did you order? Jeez. I ordered the play mat. Yes, you did. The the roll-up play mat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for Which me, I, I got to give it to Joe Tacular. Yeah, it's Just, pretty good. I really like this. I think it actually is my favorite Tiny Epic game now. It's it's really close second for me because I so, still really like Tiny Epic Galaxy. I like Galaxies, but I feel like the dinosaur for me with well, the you, worker placement, it yeah. really edged it out. And you have a thing about dinosaurs. Besides. I do. I, I like well, dinosaurs. and I, I love Dinosaur Island. Yeah, and that's a great game so, too. Yeah, and the Tiny Epic Dinosaur is just it gives me a little bit of the Dinosaur Island. Yep, but a little bit easier to get it to the table. Less strategy, but as much gameplay. If that makes right. any sense. I, I think there's a lot more different opportunity with tiny epic dinosaurs there's i mean there's just it's it's a completely different game period i mean there's yeah. there's just there's a lot more different stuff that's going on than in dinosaur island right. Di- they're just there's so much different but it gives me that little bit of a, a taste for it's dinosaur the thema- island. it's the thematic jurassic park feel. yeah even though you're missing cretaceous and jurassic and whatever the other eras are of dinosaurs Still fun. I mean, a pterodactyl was on my island. Pterodactyl was cool. Yeah, I love pterodactyls. And that one was fun because you could put, put two anywhere. dinosaurs put any, uh, in the same spot yep. with him. Yep, it was pretty neat. So, so yeah, so yeah, for me, smoking Joe for you, Joe Tacular. Yep. And then we started to play. Well, no, oh, we, we, have one we played one. Rainbow Knights. You got to play. Oh that. yeah, that was fun. That was actually pretty fun. I got to be the rainbow. You Knight. did the unicorn, but that's because I didn't play with Kathleen, who yeah. who would have gouged my eyes out if I said. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yep. Now that game is hard. You won primarily I because I think you've played it before. I have. Um, you and I were sitting right across the table from each other yep. as well, which made it difficult for you me. You did really well, though. I did. I did pretty well. But Kim ultimately, got, Kim got smoked. Oh, oh. well, see, that was unfortunate for her. <laughs> her because cards came up in a bad. We order. were sitting across from each other, yeah, and so we were going to go straight across. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. And she was sitting she at the other, <laughs> yeah, and she would have to go straight across through us. Yeah, so it didn't and work so out well. it did not work out well for her. No, but it's a fun game. But it's a real time game, basically. Yes. You're taking these really cool clear cards with trails, and in my case, it looked like a uh, unicorn pooping out rainbows. Yeah. 
um, but you're trying to match up the cloud to a cloud to a cloud. They twist and turn. You cannot cross your own path. You cannot cross somebody else's path. I got almost, I think, all but three of my cards it's out, and I was almost basically across. basically a fun... It's Tron. Yeah, it's it's Tron or Snake. Yeah. I think I had maybe four cards left, and you were already across, and I was... And in, I used all my cards? And I was screwed. Yeah, there yep. was no way I was getting across. And you have to avoid clouds that are in the middle of the field and that kind of thing. It's pretty yeah. fun. And Definitely you, you a can make game. the the table or the play area as big as you want. Yep. So, yeah. And for kids, I can see how it would be a lot of fun. I can see how you'd maybe have to adjust for younger kids. Yep. Because you could just smoke a younger I kid. I think we just did uh, two two clouds. I think we had... With three. Three, yeah. So, yep. It was pretty fun. They were angry Good clouds. Game. They were. Yep. In the corners. You can't get in the so corners. So, I had given that one an average Joe. Yeah, I'm an average Joe on it. Mostly okay. because it is a kid's game. It's really well done as far as components go. I love the cards. That clear card thing is really cool. Um, I can imagine playing it like on a blue. It's just a quick, quick filler game. Yeah, like on a blue. It is real quick. And like a blue table. Oh, yep. we did play. We could talk about this one. I don't know. Do we want to talk about this one? No. And I, I don't want to be negative Because we are playtesting it. it right now. Yeah, true. And so I would like to give the company feedback before we Yeah, good point. And I want to try it, it again, too, just because I We think... are actually playtesting uh what is it called? Magical Unicorn. Magical Unicorn, yeah. And so we're not going to talk more than the artwork's really cool. Beautiful artwork. Oh, my gosh. So, But uh, we, we're playtesting it right now. So yeah, other so, than that, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. It's got some interesting stuff going on with it. Yeah. So, it's, so we're going we're gonna to hopefully give some constructive feedback, yep. and then that should be out sometime next year on Kickstarter. Hopefully. So, so we played that, and then I think we started to play Tiny Epic Galaxies. Ultra Tiny yes, Epic that's Galaxies. Right. I forgot. Yes. Which, component-wise, to me, compared to the original Tiny Epic Galaxies, slightly disappointing. Well, it comes in a basically a, a card deck box. card box. Yeah, I it's mean, a it's, deck box. it's ultra tiny. Very tiny. Yeah. Instead of uh, dice, you have... Wooden cubes. Small wooden cubes with the same symbols that are on the dice. Mm-hmm. But they're small wooden cubes with screen-printed symbols on them. Yeah. They have... The same size wooden cubes for your trackers, for your culture and yep. your energy and for your when you, politics. And unfortunately, they screen printed one face of the cube. I didn't get that. Yeah. Because it's a pain to try and find six sides on a cube. And inevitably, you're going to knock that cube over off your board and go, well, now i got to find the stupid symbol again. And But the game itself is still fun. It plays yeah. exactly the same as Tiny Epic Galaxies, and that's, to me, a Joe Tacular game. I like it. I like it. And I think that it's between that and Tiny Epic Dinosaurs for my favorites. Well, for the Ultra Tinies? The Ultra Tinies, it's a Joe... Average Joe. Just because... The components are not that great. The original game has got... I mean, it's you don't need that small of a version of it. You just don't. It's fun, man. No. Well, okay, It's the gameplay is fun. I'd rather play with a regular size Tiny Epic Galaxies game. I'd actually like to see that one go into a just Epic Galaxies version with like a full-size board. So you're cool. giving that one an average Joe? Uh, Tiny Epic Ultra? Yeah. yeah. Ultra, okay. Yes, average Joe. Tiny Epic Galaxies that gave us Joe Tacular. You did. I did. Um, see, and I <laughs> I have a thing for small games. I know. And <laughs> so 
with the tiny epics when they came out with the ultra tinies, I had to get it. And so I really like it. I mean, yes, yeah. the the not screen printing at least a couple more faces on the wooden cubes is a little frustrating, but I don't know. I I really enjoyed it and it was kind of easy to get it to the table. Yeah, very, it's very easy, to very get to quick. Because it's it's quite it's very very similar to Epic Galaxies. It's just miniaturized, so well, it's, I, it's slightly different. I like how they adjusted the planet cards. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you need as many. For most of them, you don't need as many steps to get to the conquering part. Um, it's 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 as fun it, to play wise. It's as fun, but the components drop it down to an average for me. For me, it's Smoke and Joe. Yeah, it I I really like just the the portability of of the game. It's you can take it with you anywhere. It's basically a deck card box. It is. You can stick it in the front pocket of your so, shirt. So um, you've got this meaty game that you can take anywhere. And it is meaty. That's the thing about these tiny epic games. From a few of them that I've played, there's a lot of game in those small boxes. It's a yep. lot of fun. So I'm going to give a copy of that away. I have. Nice. Two copies. So Ultra so I'm gonna Tiny give, Epic Galaxies. Yep. We're going to give a copy of Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. And Ultra how about, Tiny. How about this for a phrase for uh, your email? Size doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> Size doesn't matter. I was going to go with this game's out of this world, but... Well, I like that, too, but size doesn't matter, no, I think, is just it, very funny. It Size doesn't matter <laughs> when it comes to games, because you've got this ultra-tiny epic game, and it is an epic game. It is. It so, actually lives up to the name. Yep. Size doesn't matter. So put that in your emails, and you have a chance to win that uh, game, not next week, but the week after. Yep. Right? So we do, when we announce a game, you get two weeks to enter, and that allows all of our listeners to have an opportunity to... To listen, just in case you didn't have time to listen to this week's episode. Plus, if somebody from like the Congo or South Africa enters and they win, it would be really cheap to send that somewhere. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. <laughs> it's tiny. It's very tiny. Ultra tiny. <laughs> Ultra tiny. Did you play anything else? Uh, no. No, okay. I did not. I keep meaning to get my one deck dungeon to the table. I guess it's technically my bed. Because I'd just sit on my bed and play it, but it's a sing. It's a you can play that solo. And then what's the other one that we talked? That is a dungeon crawler that you gave me. Dun- I, don't, I don't remember what it is either, but it's a dice roller. Yeah, I have to. I, those are the two games I need to get to my bed okay. table, whatever you call it. So and I would, but the problem is every time I try to drag a game like that out. Cats? I have three cats. Four cats. I have four cats. Three that will hang out on the bed, and if they see a dice roll. No, that dice is gone. I want to see your littlest cat try to roll some dice. I don't know if he... You know, he probably could, even though he's only got one paw. (laughs) This is the cat that when he first started using the box, I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and I see that he's going into the box, and he pees. That's what he did, to thank God, because usually it's if it's the other thing, it's not fun to be in the room. But anyway, (laughs) so he gets done. And he does what all cats do. He turns around, puts his nose down, sniffs, and then he's missing his the from about as elbow an elbow would be down his paw. It was born that way. Not it was an accident. Or anything. It was born that way. It's actually the reason I took him in is because somebody talked me into it. Anyway, he starts to move that elbow like he's scratching, and I looked at him. I said, 
other paw, you idiot. <laughs> and he looks up at me. And then he kind of leans back so his butt is against the side of the box and uses his other paw. So I'm thinking to myself, I have a genius for a cat. Except that the next time I saw him do it, he did the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, well, you're not learning. So, yeah. But he's very <laughs> But cute. he understands English. He did seem to understand so, that. There's that. But I have to remind him every time, other paw, you don't have a paw there. He does the same thing when he's playing with a string toy. Or if I, if I flip a, like a crumpled up ball of paper, he'll... First, th- and he must have been left-handed. He must be left-handed, but he can't be because he only has half of a left paw. Um, but he, he'll, he'll first he'll lunge with that, and then he realizes, oh, I can't do that, and he uses his other one. It's a cute cat. I might, if I if I remember, I'll send Joe a video and post it on the Average Joe site. I've been playing with pieces of string. Okay, pretty cute. Uh, so we we had a winner for our dice container. Oh yeah, yeah. So that is Noel Edrich. Nice, good job, Noel. So uh, we'll get a hold of you and get that to you as fast as we can. Um, and then we had another email. Oh yeah. So uh, Rob, our super fan from from uh, England. England. Yep. Uh, so he had just had his first anniversary with his wife. Uh, so happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, Rob and Rob's wife. Congratulations on on one year down. Probably Hopefully know her name. Many many more to come. So, uh, and it sounded like you played some games on your anniversary. So, I that's got to be like the perfect anniversary. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I got a giggle out of your your uh, your email. So the first one, Borgata, yes, is an amazing game. And uh, just continue listening to the podcast because I'm pretty sure we'll be giving another copy away. Yeah. So I have several more, and uh, I plan on buying more after I'm done giving those away. So chances are you have a pretty good chance of getting your hands on a copy. I think the primary reason we don't do it any earlier than probably end of November is because we are doing an Extra Life event. And I think one of the things planned for that is going to be a Borgata tournament? Yes. The, yeah, that's what I thought we were talking and about. And the grand prize is going to be a copy, copy of Borgata. Borgata. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you if want to fly to, over here. If you're coming to the U.S. in, like, early November, hey, come to Sioux Falls. Yeah. Um, that goes for anybody. I mean, Rob, yeah, we'd love to see you, but anybody who's out of the country and wants to come to the U.S., if you can get in. Paul. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Scotland's not that far away. It's not, so feel Just free. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. So feel free to... Uh, Come to the U.S. and come and say hi. Yeah, or Ray, Australia. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. That's yep. that's coming up, yep. by the way. That was fun. Uh, oh, yeah, that's another thing. So after this podcast, uh, you can listen to our interview. With Ray Chapman. Uh, Cashman. Cashman, yeah. yeah. With Cashman. their uh, their game, um, Power Slam. Power which Slam. Is a wrestling so, card game that is on Kickstarter, on Kickstarter. right now. Yep. It has 19 days left on it. And uh, I backed it, obviously. Yep. Kind uh, of a, looking forward to it. Not really a deck builder, but more of a action yeah, selection just, type. Card just game. A, a beat down. You are you have a deck. You're a wrestler, and you're trying to pin the other your opponent. And so there's a there's a cool concept. You have um, uh, the the pin cards is yeah. random, and you pull them out, and there's there's like three. Uh, three goods and two bads, and so if you pull out three check marks, you pinned them. One, two, three, yep. and if they, if you pull out one X, they got the shoulder up. 
So I really like that mechanic. Kind of a neat mechanic, yeah. So very cool. Um, looking forward to that one. And a really fun interview. Yes, that was uh, he professional comedian. Yeah, which we didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of those things where when you're going to interview somebody, it's nice to know that they may be really, really well armed compared to you. Yeah. So that was kind of funny because Tom mentioned that, uh, well, I didn't know you were a professional comedian. And he says, why? Because I'm not funny. <laughs> well, so. then the nice thing was, though, both Joe and I were able to make him laugh quite a bit. So. Yeah. Um, but he also made us laugh a lot. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway, to go back to Rob's email. Oh, yeah. Uh, he thought it was interesting that I lead with theme. And that's because, well, theme is what gets me into a game. You know, it's just, it. it is. And so it's easier for me to to get someone on a theme than it is uh, mechanics or whether they're in mood for heavy light or or uh, you know euros what kind of games. So I always lead with theme. Um, so thematics or the themes really just that's what hooks me into a game. See, and I I think I think I and I think we talked about this last week. I split between theme and mechanics. Yep. I, I really I mean like. Once I played a deck builder, I felt fell in love with deck builders. Once I played worker placement, I was like, "Holy buckets, this is yeah. fun!" Um, but you add a good theme to it, and it makes it even more fun. And so, <laughs> but I know you, when you were first starting Average Joe's, you did a lot of themed game days. Oh, I love themed, which is cool. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. It was kind of fun because you knew what you were probably going to be playing when you yeah. came. Some um, of those were very uh, crickety. <laughs> Because people didn't show up, it's like, oh, okay. Or we might have slipped a little. We might have slipped a little from the theme, but we probably started out with the theme. Yeah. So, but it's always kind of fun. Well, I mean, just like if like my superhero game day. Yeah. So I had one person show up to that, and they didn't like superhero games, so we played something completely different. Right. And for some reason, I think I had softball tournament or something that weekend. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. Yeah, and so So, if I'd have showed up, I'd have brought Marvel Champions, although it didn't exist at the time. Yeah, it didn't exist in your monster. I would have gotten you hooked on it. I'm not going to get hooked on it. I I refuse. Just saying, there's a Hulk expansion. Refuse to, yeah. There's a Hulk pack. You know what? Guess what? In in Marvel Legendary, there's a whole expansion for World War Hulk. Beat that. Okay. Well, I can't. Yeah, see, so... This is you're you're actually playing as the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Oh, cool! And it's That's... got a whole deck that you use with somebody else to try and beat a villain. So yeah, it's just pretty cool. It's pretty no, cool. I'm pretty I'm cool. good. I'm not gonna even. Nope. Okay. Not, nope. I'll bring it over sometime. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at it. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, goes. that's cool. Um, so you mentioned 1500 games. Uh, I'm a lucky man. It's actually a sickness. <laughs> it, it kind of is because I think when I first met Joe, I maybe had four games or something like that. I don't know. I'd have to look back. And he blames me for this. I do. Well, I blame you and a couple other people who talked me into these damn games. But I'm at 300. Well, okay. Now, granted, my total when I look at Board Game Geek is over 300 games, but it also includes a crap ton of Net Runner expansions. Yeah. And a crap ton of uh, 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 another LCG. So for some reason, Board Game Geek includes those expansions. Yeah. Oh, Dice Masters is the other one. Oh, my God. That was just. Talk about a money suck. Woof. I love the game, and it was a great game, but they kind of ruined it a little bit. But, uh, oh, that was a money suck. Dice. Uh, the, but you also have a game room now. Kind of, yeah. It's, it used to be my kid's room. Right. But now it's kind of a combination of a game room with and a uh, pop vinyl with, shrine. Yeah, a little bit of pop vinyl shrine and a little bit of a gun safe thing, and it's got a lot of stuff going on in that room. Painting. I do my. I could do my painting, and I don't, but I could do my painting in there. Uh, it's a little cold in the winter, so... Because perfect heat doesn't get there, but yeah, no, it's a, and I did put a TV and I put a record player in there, so it's kind of a neat place to just go hang out. Is that where your cool coffee table's at? 
No, that actually is still sitting in a box. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It'll get eventually it'll get put together. Oh, that's it's so a, disappointing. It's a coffee table that looks like a cassette tape and it's very realistic looking. Yeah. But I haven't put it together yet, so yep. and I've had it for what, three years, I think. Yeah, if you ever want to sell it, it'd be really I cool might, in the game room. I might do that. I'm just trying to look around and see where you'd put it though. Oh, I would make room. Okay. Right right in front well, of the Well, I've seen a number of different configurations of this room, so Oh I yeah, see, the, I can it's, see you put it's it. a constant revolving door. I can see now I'm finding... turning the other part of the garage into yeah, the game that's library. Be interesting to see how that goes. So. so and my my ultimate goal is to put a seventy inch TV in here. Ooh. Uh free up some of the shelving area. Um and then move some of the stuff out there right. into the game library, heat and cool that. Nice. And uh, yeah, pictures so. pictures forthcoming. Oh yeah, it's and that's that's my that's my other sickness is I keep buying more and more games, oh. and so therefore I have to keep expanding my game room. Yep. And my, I'm not allowed to go into the house with my game room, even though I started to. And then my kids kind of disputed each other, and then we had to split up into the rooms again because I have a five-bedroom house. And so they were sharing a room um, in three of the four for the kids' room because me and my wife have one of the rooms. And yep. and so then we had to split them up again. And so now Kathleen has, which I am in the process of once I get the library up, it'll free up some room in here so then I can bring my arcade games out here. Oh, yeah. And then so I'll have the three arcade games out here. And then they'll have the memorabilia for that as well. And so that'll free up her room because she's got the three, which she likes them in there. Yeah. But I want them out of there so it gives her more room for like yeah. her Barbies and, you know. Well, and the other problem is she's six right now, or almost six, I guess. Uh, but eventually she's going to be 13 and those arcade games are going to keep her up all night. Just saying. Yeah. So, um,. That's yeah. It's 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 a sickness. <laughs> it is a little bit, but it's a good sickness. It's, it's better than better than the heroin habit. Yeah, I don't. I've never had that. I mean, Neither have I. Thank God. But <laughs> I've heard stories. But yeah, I've seen know, train it, spotting, man. At least I guess I have something for my money. Yeah. Versus I could drink it all away. I could gamble too. it all yeah. away. But with with having this cool hobby, not to mention I get to meet cool people like you. Well, there you go. So and, and Ray and. Robert and some other people. So it's a lot. And we got to meet Tom Vassell. Yeah. That's the, that was awesome. We should just make it a goal to go to Essen, hang out with Robert and Paul. That'd be cool. Yeah. So let's meet in Germany in whatever year the COVID 19 is done. So never. Never, probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, go into Rob's uh, question. So this was an interesting one. Uh, thank you for letting me utilize my, my board game geek stats. Yep. <laughs> Which I tried to do and then just my, they stopped supporting it, didn't they? Isn't that what kind of happened? Well, it's not supported, but you can still use it and it's yeah. fully functional, but you kind of have to be able to use it. And I mean, you can, you can do all the different settings. Like I go to collection and then I'll go to, um, down here, status, play count, ratings. Yeah. Uh, so, then you can go to uh, whether it's a base game, expansions. That's and, what I need to find a way to yeah. figure out. But let's go into the question again. What it was basically? I can uh, even organize them from oldest to newest. There you go. <laughs> I can do that, but I stopped putting them in there about a year and a half ago. So. Yeah, and I'm still a freak. So yeah. no, I mean I'd love to put them all in there, but now I'd have to just sit down and go. Okay, is this in there? Look well, and it. so for my, my thing is I like my Board Game Geek app on my phone because I alphabetize all my games. Yeah. And so if we're going to play a game, 
I go through my geek app and then I figure out what game we're going to play and then I know exactly where to look for it, it on my on shelving. Wall, yeah. So, and I don't want to number my games because then that would create even more work for me because I constantly buy more games. Right. And so I would have to constantly update the numbering system. Here's so the, here's alphabetically, the, it's just a lot easier. Here's the cool thing about numbers, though. They're infinite. Yes. That's a but scary thought. I like alphabetical because <laughs> I'm too. a freak. Yeah, I prefer so. alphabetical. And once I start to organize, that is how I'll end up organizing them. So Yeah. So anyway, to your question... Would you really like this one? So, uh, what game have you played most of the ones that you've recorded? And is there a game that you love that have you have logged surprisingly few plays of? Okay, so the first part of your question, what games have I played the most of for the ones that I've recorded? So, I really, uh, I really like this one. So, I had three games that I've played more than 25 times. The first one was Lantern's Harvest Festival. I played that one 26 times. Wow. I think I've played that one with you probably 10 or 15 times. Yep. I yep. could tell you. Yeah, you could. I could. You have that, <laughs> you have that app. I do. Um, I really enjoy that one. That's a, it's a, it's a fun filler game. It's, I like the tiles. Yep. And there's strategy involved there's in it. There's a lot of strategy involved in it. Um. So, yeah, I like that one a lot. I've played that one quite a few times as well, not just with you, but other people as well. Um, I bought it. I bought the. I think I bought the expansion before you did, didn't I? The, uh, you have played it seven times with oh, me. Okay, with you. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you played it more than that. I but have. with me, you played it seven times. Right. And you've won once. See, there you go. That's why I like the game. I've won it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I played that one 26 times. I really liked it. I have not. Um, I do not have the expansion for it. Yeah. I do have Lantern's Dice, which I also like. That's also like, a cool game. Yeah. And is also an inter- interesting variation of Lantern's. Yeah. Because it does not play the same. No. So it's a, it's a fun roll and write. And it has a kind of a specific box that you use to oh, roll yeah. the dice in. So yep. It's kind of neat. Yep. Uh, so the other one I played, Zombie Dice. Absolutely love this game. That's another um, one you talked me into, yep. by the way. <laughs> Which uh, my deluxe edition is it's on, on its, its way. way. Yep, that'll be cool. That's with the translucent dice. So um, I played that one 25 times. I really like that one. I usually can get that one to the table fairly easy. Yep. And when you bought the cool brains, yeah, had I had to go had to with go the out, brains. I had to go out and buy the cool brains. Yep, I have all the expansions on that one as oh, well. Oh yeah, I really like the bus on that one. To be honest with you, I'm not sure where it all is at this point. It's probably I have three places where my games are. One is a couch. I need to fix that. Yeah. The other one is a no four places. The other is a tub. And that has a lot of my small games, so I'm guessing. No, when you say a tub, is. do you mean a bathtub? No, or like, like a, a well, it's the size tote. of a tub, bathtub. Yeah, it's a tote. Okay. It's a big tote. And then I have two, I have a shelf in my main, kind of what used to be what been my dining room, and now it's part of my game area. Because I don't, nobody eats at a dining room table anymore, hardly. It's just. No. But then my. My kids do. My ex kids, my kids' ex room. My kids aren't exes, they're still my kids. But their room, which you actually helped me with, yep. because we took the. What Kathleen's bed is now there. Her their bed is now Kathleen's bed. No, not anymore. <laughs> it's it's the it's my older girls. Okay, so yeah, so, so they do the bunk bed. Kathleen anyway, has her own room. Yeah, there's a bunk bed. But anyway, they had a bunk bed, so I took that out and I put up a couple of shelves and uh, put up a desk for painting and 
uh, put up my entertainment center for my TV and my record player, and then the gun safe is in there, and my old desk from when I was a kid is in there. So it's a pretty crowded room because it was not a big room. Um, but that's where a lot of my games are too. So I've figured out I've figured out how to organize them and get it done. Um, but I have that's where my lantern dice probably is. Okay. And I don't know how many times I've played that, but I've played it a few times with you and some other. I think I've too. only played that one a few times. Yeah. Uh, but the Lanterns Harvest Festival or Harvest Festival is yeah. a is a great game. It is really cool. Uh, the one that I played the most is Splendor. Oh yeah, forty four times. A lot of times on that. I uh, I played in tournaments with it. Um, it's, it's just a great game. And now that I've, I've seen it played, um, I believe his name was Taylor. He came over a few times and, uh, he, he played the game in such a unique way that I can't wrap, I can like wrap my mind around it, but I can't force myself to do it this way. Cause I'm so used to building that engine. Yep. And so I, it's hard for me to to save and save and then get a big card and then save and save and save and get a bigger card and do that until you basically it's a quicker it's not too much quicker but it is a quicker way because quick. um, it, it does take several rounds to get there because yeah. you you still have to save every turn. And you can only have max of ten. Well, as I say, every turn you're going to be at ten chips because I right. did this one time, and then I don't know how the hell I did it. So I can't remember how I did it's, it. It's um, and it's, it worked because I won. It is a great game. I I just absolutely love it. It's one of that I could just always get to the table. Um, pretty components. It's got decent artwork. Yep. If you can get the and play it's mat, easy to teach. If you can get the play mat, and if you can get the upgraded. Poker well, chips. see, and that's that's fun. Is I don't have the translucent poker chips. Yeah, um, I did really well in the tournament. I almost won the tournament, um, but unfortunately, at that point, it was uh, I was playing a buddy of mine, and he kind of focused in on me, and he didn't see the gal cross the table playing right quiet game. Yeah. And so he saw that hey, Joe's over here quiet. And he's going to win this game the next round. What he didn't see was the gal across from him was also had the opportunity to win it next round. And so he took the card that would screw me, but not screw her. And so he pretty much gave her the win. Yeah, I remember and that story. That's it's. I'm not upset about it. It's just kind of one of those things where if you're not, if you're focusing in on one person, that's kind of what happens. If you are just watching everyone. And that's usually what I do is yeah. I, I sit there quietly. I watch everyone play. Yeah. And so I have a pretty good idea of what's going on. So that yeah. way, when it comes to my turn, you can I do it quickly. Them. Yeah. And can. that kind of throws some people off. Cause it's like, well, what is he doing? Cause he, he did his turn pretty darn quick. Yeah. And it, that's, that's how I play games. And that's, it's, that's the one game I play where I don't look at the card layout until it's my turn. Oh, see, and I'm always watching. Man, I'm watching whatever. Well, I'll doing. watch what people will take, but I don't look at it and go, well, I'd like that card because yep. it's guaranteed if I like that card, it's gone before yep. I have a chance to get it. So I've gotten to the point with that game where I look at it and go, and I may, I may not do that with some of the higher value cards because that's the only time, like I say, the only time I ever played the fast way, I won. Yep. It, I don't remember exactly what I did, but it was, it had been explained to me. I think you talked yep. about it. I looked it up. I thought, I'm going to give this a try. And I told you I was going to give it a try. Yeah. 
And it is kind of unstoppable. Yeah. Well, and the Tyler it's, that you're talking about did it too. It's one of those things where it it is it is slightly faster. It's every time that that way has beat me, it's only beaten me by a few points. Right. But the thing is, you're at 15 points before anybody really has a chance to get that close to the 15 points. Right. Well, every get... time that that's happened, I've always been at 12. Yeah. Well, the thing one is, one more card would win it, but they just get there a step yeah, faster. You get a step faster, and and you, you really your best time to do it is if you're the first or the second to last, you know, the last player. If you're right. the last player, it's good to do it because you know nobody else can play it. Oh, it's you. great play time to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's when I did it. But I honestly can't remember what the strategy is. I don't. I believe it involves not getting any patrons. You just go for the high, the yep. seven point and eight point cards. Yep. And it's it works. I can't remember as how long as the cards come out for you. Yeah, because if it doesn't, it's going to take yeah, you, even longer. Yeah, because you do have to take a few turns where you're not getting anything yep. other than chips. Yep. And then you see what you have, and if somebody realizes you're doing it, and I weird thing is I did tell you I was going to do it, but I don't know that you believed I was going to do it. Yeah. And I wasn't sure I could. Well, do it. and that was the thing is because like you were on the fence. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I don't know if I can do this. Well, I think that, and the weird thing is once I realized, oh yeah, now I can do this. Yeah. It was like. Not, I was unstoppable at yep. that point. But it was, it's, and it's not that fun. Honestly, it's not that fun to do it because I do like the engine building part of it too. Right. So, but yeah, Splendor, I'd probably, Splendor's probably up there for me in regard to number of plays of game I've played, but I'm guessing Wingspan, Terraforming Mars, and uh, Euphoria are probably my top three. I don't keep track formally, but I know I've played a crap ton of. Well, if you're playing with me, you do. Yeah. Because I keep True. track of it for you. But, I mean, I play a lot of Terraforming Mars because there was a time where when Game Chest was open for gameplay, there was four of us that would generally meet up and play Terraforming Mars at, at least once a week. Right. And I and the same with when it was in the, Just in the see old if, building. Just see if you were keeping all these stats. Yeah, but I don't. my phone's a piece of junk. Uh, I know, but you'd have so much to reminisce about. It would be interesting. And this is the whole reason why I do it. But the other problem is the reason I don't do it is because I don't think I've won more than maybe one. I think I've won Terraforming Mars twice. Okay. I've won Euphoria maybe twice. But see, that's the thing about a great game, though. I don't care. Is As long yeah. as you're having fun... Yes, you ultimately want to win. That's you the point do. of playing That's a game. That's the point of playing. But, but it's not going to discourage you from playing again, even if you get whooped. Yeah. If you play and you have right a good people. group of people and you have a fun game... And that's probably the philosophy that we're talking generally. If you ever listen to us, this is what you'll hear from us regularly. I don't care if I win or lose. I want to have a fun experience. Kind of like this podcast. We go into it with ideas of what we're going to talk about. It's going to branch out a little bit. It's yep. going to. Uh, conversation around the table will not necessarily be about the game. It will no. be about some other stuff. Uh, but a lot of times it's on the game, too. So, And depending on the game, the, sometimes it, the, you got to focus on the game because the theme is so cool or so immersive that you're just part of that. That's part of your world. Borgata. Yeah, Borgata is one of those for sure. Because we, I don't know that we've ever played that game without doing at least a little bit of the accent. Yeah. You know, forget about it. Yeah. That always comes out. It's like when you interview a guy from Australia, you're almost required to say, <laughs> put another shrimp on the babby. You're almost required to do it. I promised I wouldn't, and I did. Yeah. Man. We goaded you. Still steaming about that a little bit. Listen yep. to that interview, though. It's going to be fun. Uh, so to get to your second part of your question, the favorite games mm-hmm. that I've had few plays of. 
And so this is I did anything under ten plays that I really like. And I mean I could I could go on for oh, a yeah. long time on my favorite games that I don't get to play much. Uh, but I just picked a few. So Brew Crafters, I've only played that nine times. That is a great game, great worker placement, yep. resource management. You're you're building a yourself a brewery. A little bit of a tableau building element to it. So I really like that. That has got a lot of play ability with that. I, I mean, would actually really agree with you on yeah. that one. That's one that I... But I've only played it nine times. Yeah. So, and that's on the on the heavier of the ten. Uh, so um, Camel Up or, or Camel, camel Cup. cup. <laughs> It depends on which version you have of it. So I say it's Camel Up no matter what. I say it's Camel Cup if you have the original printing of the game. Which I do. And then if you've got the... uh, Because look at the game. It looks like Camel Cup. The C covers Camel and Up. So it's Camel Cup. Yeah. Obviously, it's Camel Up. Right. I mean, it is Camel Up. It is. But... But Tom's wrong. No, I am. And so, I have a if you believe opinion. that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, oh for God's sake! <laughs> I was hoping this Camel Up controversy would kill that, but it didn't. Oh, well. It did not. It will never kill it. Will it. Never kill it. Yeah. No. So anyway, Camel Cup is. An, you're right. That is another one, and that's honestly. I, I think they had fun with the artwork, and so they did a lot of fun. It with is the a racing game. Yeah. So it could be taken as Camel Cup. Yep, and it is, in my opinion, a filler game, almost. I mean, there's some strategy to the it. Expansions but really the expansions really add The expansions add a lot. Yeah. And that's where it becomes Camel Up as opposed to Camel Cup because right. they the, made it very The base game is definitely clear. a filler game. Yeah. Once you start adding the expansion to it, it, adds a it becomes more. a full yeah, game. Yeah, it adds a little more, especially with when you can turn, make camels go backwards and right. stuff. It's, there's a lot of interesting stuff. So I've only played that one five times. Really? Yep. I thought you Surprisingly played that Surprisingly enough. I played that a little more often than five times. Uh, the next one was Dice Forge. That you know what? That's actually the game that I was looking at, and I'm thinking that's my that's my game. Yep. That's that been my first choice. Is Dice Forge is such a cool game. I've only played that five times. Yeah, I don't know that I've even played it that many times. I might have played it four. I played it like once or twice with you. Played it at Ions a couple times, maybe. And that's it. I think so. Four, maybe. And that one's where you're you're trying to customize your dice. Yeah. And uh, the expansion adds two scenarios to it. Yep, and it's just a it's a really neat, very unique yeah game. I really do enjoy that one. I, it was, I, and the theme is kind of like I, a uh, uh, kind of a, not a Roman um, Greek mythology kind type. Of, yeah, it's got you know kind of like rock golems, and yep. you've got the uh, nice thing about things, the so. game is that you're involved in it, no matter if it's your turn or not, because something right. will happen for you on somebody else's turn. Yep. I like that. I like that aspect of a game. So I need to play that more often. The other one I think that I had when I looked at your wall here was Evolution. Oh, yeah. That's a game that I don't think I've played enough. I've not played all of the expansions, and I really like that game. So I'd like to play that a little more often. I'd like to play that one, too. I've never even actually cracked open Climate. Yeah, I know. I And I don't think I've, I've seen Flight. I've not played it. Yeah. Um, And then I'd probably go with maybe... See, Camel Cup, I, I really want to play the uh, Evolution Oceanus. That, I saw that played. I have not played it. It looks complicated. Yeah, I don't have it. But it's a good one. Um, it's on my I list. Saw. Yeah. Um, Sickness. And then, what, yeah. <laughs> what was your first one that you talked about? Uh, Brewcrafters. That's probably, that would have been my third one. Okay. That would have been my third one was Brewcrafters because I like the game quite a bit. I've had some weird experiences playing that game. I believe that maybe I've played it correctly one time. Okay. Maybe, maybe twice. Uh, every other time, it seems like there were some 
questions about how rules weren't being interpreted. Okay. Interpreted. That's not a word. Interpreted. Um, then I also saw Dixit up there, and I played that once, and it was really cool. Oh. And I only played it. I played it at a game day when I was first starting to learn games. Okay. And I thought that, and that's why every time I see it, I think, "What well, you should play Dixit." But that's a hard one to get to the table because maybe we'll play it tomorrow for maybe, Jess's birthday. Yeah, if she wants to play it, because yep. it's going to be her day. We know that. Yep. Well, it's her her weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. Awesome part of of wife's birthdays is well, they get a weekend. Yeah, yeah. How much How much do we get when we were when I was married? Anyway, happy birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> Go to work. I don't know. My wife takes pretty good care of me she on does. my birthday. She so, does, yeah. uh, mostly because it's Valentine's Day and I hate Valentine's Day. So she. Oh, you don't know the half of hating she, Valentine's Day, buddy. She respects it yeah. because I've always been the guy that goes overboard for Valentine's Day. And I still do, even though I hate Valentine's Day, I, I still make sure that she's taken care of. But we, we recognize that it's also Joe's Your birthday. birthday. Yeah. So. I, I had Valentine's Day beaten out of me early in my marriage. I had it beaten out of me early in my life. Yeah. My well, birthday's birthday, on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I can imagine that. But I just... I Trust just, me, uh, I hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, Try I to go too. to dinner with your grandparents and not get anywhere because it's Valentine's Day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not Sucks. Good. Not good. Nope. So. Uh, so my other game was Dinosaur Island. I've only played that five times. Really? I know. Why do I think we've played that I, more often than that? Because you played all five times with me. Well, and you probably played, played it a couple, it other I, places. Okay, the very first time I ever played it, a friend of mine named Tom also got it as a Kickstarter game, yep. and it was just him and I. We played it as a two-player game the day he got it. And I thought, Joe needs to know about this game. And then you said, yeah, I backed it. I should be getting it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And you did. We played it, and it's a great game. Yep. I still haven't even played Dulasaur Island, which I, is the two-player version of that. Yeah, that looks like it'd be kind of fun. So, um, Euphoria, I've surprisingly See, only played that ten times. Oddly enough... I have played that game many, many, many more times. I love that game. Yeah, it's a great game. Like I say, I've won it, I think, twice. And, and really like the last one was Noctiluca. And this is just a pretty game. I really just like it. It's a I'm dice game. I'm trying to remember that game. If do I play it with you at least one of those times? Yes. So you have these these jarred cards that you're trying to take the Noctiluca, which are the little dice. You've got these awesome transparent dice, kind of like Sagrada, and you're placing a worker, and you'll pick a number down the line. So basically you have all of these kind of hex spaces, but they're they're in a different type of shape other than a hex, and you will pick a line. So you place your worker, and it goes off in two different directions, and you'll pick that line, you'll pick that number, and you'll take all of that color, or all of that number in the different colors. Okay. And you will place them on your cards. When you can't place them on your cards, you pass them around the table, and everyone takes one okay, until nobody can play any more of the dice. So basically, you want to take as many as you possibly can to put them on your cards to fill your goals, and then just get some points out of it. And it plays in two rounds, and there's also a solo variant. And it's just a, it's a really pretty game. Uh, I believe it's by Shem Phillips. And uh, I don't know. I just I just really liked it. Yeah, it, it's ringing a bell, but I guess I'd have to see the actual. That's game. another one that Jess really likes. Yeah, it's a so. one I'd have to actually see. Well, maybe that'll be one we played one or two. Although I suspect Wingspan is going to be definitely on on for. Tomorrow. I would say so since it's on the table. Yep, I see that right there. So um, I would say Wingspan, and it was actually sitting on top of Century Eastern yeah. Wonders. So somebody or, uh, dragged that out and said, "This is a Eastern game Mountains." Play tomorrow. 
So yes, I would say that. And then if you say you've got the Marvel villains, I'll bring that. Then she'd probably be up for that. So. I figured she would be. So because mine won't be here until next week. Well, we could maybe do an unboxing of that on the on the uh, Facebook page. We could too, do that live. Um, we uh, so I have the Hero Realms coming. Okay. The the new expand the yep. new Kickstarter stuff. Yep. Um, I have the deluxe edition of Zombie Dice, which is the translucent dice. That should be fun. I have the expansion for um, Judge Dread. Yeah. See, was, I yeah, you liked it. I did like it. Um, but you did you play the? Miniature? I did not. I watched it. I watched. I think you. You get, watched me get annihilated. Yeah, as the judges you get picked on and annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've. I I wanted to play Judge Dread really bad. And so we played two of the Judge Dread games that I had. I yeah. had the card game, which I really liked, and then the miniatures game, and that's called Cursed Earth, I believe. Yeah. Um, or maybe the card game's Cursed Earth. I don't remember. I just remember. But either way, uh, so I've got these Judge Dread. I'm a huge fan of Judge Dread. I liked. I actually liked the Sylvester Stallone movie. I did too. It had a lot of good humor to it. It did. It acknowledged. Uh, product placement. And I, heavily. at that point, I thought Sylvester Stallone was the best Judge Dredd. Yeah. And then I saw Carl Urban. Okay. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, Carl Urban? Really? Is Judge Dredd? Are you kidding me? And then I watched the movie and I'm like, Carl Urban is Judge Dredd? I mean, yeah. this is awesome. It was pretty good. He just, it, he did a really great job filling the role. And I was really disappointed that that movie did not do any better. It should have. Um, I'm really kind of bummed out that they weren't. I mean, because the movie did so poorly that they're not doing a sequel. They didn't do a sequel, yeah. Because that it was totally set up for a sequel. Yeah, and well, most movies nowadays are. No, that was that was very disappointing to me. So I enjoy the comic line, and so when they started coming out with the board game, I'm like, oh, awesome! So I, I invited people over, and we had a game day, and you guys were playing I was Wingspan, I think. Well, yeah, and I got there late too. I think the yeah. one time. So and so I played. a Three-player game of Judge Dredd, the miniatures game, and yeah, I got just murdered. Yeah, <laughs> so I played against two very good war gamers. Yeah, and they just spanked me. Yes, yeah, so and I was out. <laughs> I always think I'm gonna like um, games like. Like that, that the the, uh, the straight not straight. I'm trying to think of a particular term, and I can't think of it right now. But you know, the move a guy around the board, yep. games. like Funkoverse or uh, the one you got that's got Sasquatch, yep. or not Big Robin Hood versus yeah, Bigfoot, the yep. unwa- un- unmatched. unmatched, yep. Uh, skirmish games. I yep. like skirmish games, and that's what I liked about um, uh, Mage Knights and Hero Realms, or Hero, you know, the the click games, the yep. Hero Clicks. I love the skirmish games, but I am bad at them. I'm just bad. Yeah. I have no well, I idea. I think that of the one strategy. would have gone better if I would have had more players. Yeah, because you would have had more allies, right? Because you got teamed up on. I did because it was it was the judges against two bad factions. Yeah, and yeah, I mean you're, and, and the worst part about it is like I was so excited to play as Judge Dredd. Yeah, and that was the first one they killed. Oh yeah, and there's two guys who. Well, one guy in particular generally will go after you. The other guy seemed like he just said, I'm just going to go after Joe. Yeah, he made it a point of, yeah. of making Judge Dredd his, uh, 
Yeah. Which happens. I mean, it that's, made me cry yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was sitting here trying to console you a little bit. Didn't yep. work. Didn't work. So, um, um, so yeah, those are, and I don't have this. That's what I have coming in next week. That's fun. Oh, I and got, then on top of that, the, uh, um, Marvel villains. Yeah. I already got that. So we'll yep. play it tomorrow. I have, the only things I have that I'm anticipating right now are my Kickstarters that I have left. Oh, yep. Which one I think we'll never get. Yep. I'm oh, finally. I have that. one coming in next week. Uh, it, I didn't get the Kickstarter version, uh, but I did, if that makes sense. So I didn't get all of chai the tea? promos. You get chai tea? No, I oh, didn't. Okay. That's what <laughs> I, I'm waiting for. I did not get all the promos, but I got the Kickstarter edition of of Sovereign Skies. Okay. I remember seeing that when it was out. Yeah. That's with the Ooh, cool Deepwater's good. fancy components, yep. the metal coins. <sighs> Yeah, so I got the Kickstarter edition. I pre-ordered it through them, uh, but I did not get like all the promos that were yeah. Kickstarter exclusives. Yeah. So Deepwater is pretty good about that. Is yeah, it like good. if they if you did Kickstarter, they're gonna make sure that you get those promos. Yep. And if you didn't Kickstarter, then it's like, well, sorry, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah, which is which I like. I like that idea because what I think Stonemeyer was one of the first places that said you've Kickstarter exclusives, and he stopped doing Kickstarters, but um, yeah, Kickstarter exclusives for. Uh, you can get these metal coins for side. You can get uh, certain elements for Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here they are now. We're going to sell them in our website. Right. Well, Sovereign Skies, there's two different editions. There's the cool deluxe Kickstarter edition. Yeah. And that was like 69 bucks. And then there's the just the normal retail version. And I think that was like 39 bucks. Yeah. So you can still get a cool, meaty game for, yeah. for an affordable price. But if you want to go with Deluxe, it's still not outrageous. No, that's actually a pretty good price for a Kickstarter game. And I like the fact that if you Kickstarted it, you get the exclusives. If you didn't, yep. you can still get the really cool version of the game. But sorry, you didn't Kickstart it, you don't get the exclusives. Yep. Because a lot of, that was one of the reasons I used to Kickstart stuff. There were exclusives, which to me means that I and everybody else who backed at that level would be the ones getting it. Yep. Not the guy who goes to the retail store and then says, oh, I can get these on the website. I'm going to get them. Yeah. Now, granted, somebody might sell them on a secondary market, and that's fine. That's their right well, to do that. Well, that's the thing is when you start getting into those promos like Board Game Geek, yeah. they're really expensive, and they can add up quick. They add up. They're not that expensive. Well, if you're getting one card for 5 bucks, that's expensive. That's expensive. Okay, but but I'm, my point is that it's not just that you're going to go in and get one card because when you go for that card, then you'll see something else. And mm-hmm. go, oh, I want that too. I want oh, that I know. Too. What was the one with that baseball game? Uh, the clubhouse, the the bottom of the ninth. Yep. That stupid game. God bless America. A uh, lot of promos on BGG for that. Oh one. yeah. I got them all. Mm-hmm. Then I discovered that I'd already gotten them all. Oh. So I have two copies of them, Ouch. but that's fine. That's fine. Um, I got the box. I got the fancy box. Yep. You know, but. That's just because it's a sickness, like you said earlier. Yeah, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. The only things I have anticipating coming up are Which for are you, Kickstarter. Are you game. down with the sickness? I am a little down yeah. with the sickness. I don't think we can make the song actually a thing because no. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We just can't. But yeah, I look at these Funkoverse games and I'm thinking to myself, I have three of them. I'm a Funko Pop collector. I do like the gameplay on the games, but I just don't have a desire to because my Funko thing is specific. So I do like the Jaws stuff. My Funkoverse addiction is is You've got all of them. specific. Yeah, yes, all I, of them. I know. I have to have all of them. All of them. <laughs> there are people who feel that way about Funko Pops, whether they oh, watch the stupid wow. show that it's based on or not. For me, I like the ad icons. I think those are cool because they bring back some memories from when I was a kid, and the products are kind of cool. I like the old TV shows. Like at one of the 
sets I got was the banana splits and not the stupid new movie where they're horror characters, but the old TV show. Um, I got Woody Woodpecker. I got Tom and Jerry because those are things I remember as a kid. Whereas there are people who will buy these anime Funko Pops. They have no idea what the show is. They just like to, they think it's going to be valuable someday. I could care less if it's going to be valuable someday. My kids might care when they're, when I'm dead and gone. Yeah, they're going to be stuck cleaning that house out, but hey, whatever. So that's the same thing I do with the Funko. <laughs> so ultimately, you get the laugh laugh. <laughs> I do. The, the, the Funkoverse game, like I got the Betty White, or you know, I got the Right, the you got the Golden Girls. Girls. I got Kool-Aid Man, and I got one of the Which ones I still can't remember. Which is very surprising. Now, you said you weren't a huge Golden Girls fan. I did not like the show, but I really like Betty White. Okay. Um, so I that's wish, the reason why. I wish she was my wife, I mean grandma. Um, but I yeah. got a little weird. It did. A little yep, weird. Yep, a little weird. A lot of guys like the fact that Betty Pretty White sure she's is. taking out the restraining order right now. Yeah, possibly. Yep. Um, that's Because obviously the, she listens to our show. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> what was the old meme? If this COVID takes out Betty White, then it's going to be up for a big hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let it take out Betty White. So far, she's survived it, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I, I mean, that's I, I'm not a Golden Girls fan. I never really was much of a Golden Girls fan. But I do like the pops because I looked at the ones that you have for your game and they look like the actors that played the characters. Yeah, it's it amazing. They do a pretty good job. Yeah. And I like Betty White. So, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, and it's kind of iconic now. Yep. I just heard they're putting out McDonald's ones. Yes, I saw that. I'm going to buy cool. those stupid McDonald's ones because McDonald's is the one, one, one that I would want to get. So if you do run across this, okay. I'll pay you back. Mac the knife. Is that the McDonald's? Is there going to be a Mac the Knife one? I don't know, but if there is, I have the. Uh, I need that one. I have the Matchbox car of Mac the Knife. Oh yeah, yeah. I would do a pop vinyl of that if they do it. I think I know they're doing Ronald. They're doing Mayor McCheese. Yeah. I think they're doing all the kind of main characters. Yep. The only uh, one Grimace, I, Grimace the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. Yep. The only one I really kind of would probably want to get is Ronald. Yeah. I might look at a couple of those. I heard for me though, it's Mac the Knife. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. get. I would definitely get Mac the Knife. He's cool. Um. I heard they're doing a line of chicken nuggets. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll have to see. Um, I mean, they did. They did uh, peeps. They did the peeps. I have them. <laughs> I don't know why. I have the Sour Patch Kids. So I think Tom has another sickness. I have an illness. It's it's two illnesses. Yep. It's, so anyway, but yeah. So I guess that's how I tend to collect as well games is I tend to collect something that interests me. I do tend to buy games that are popular as well, but that's because they're fun games. There's a reason. I like to buy games that are not popular. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a little weird. Occasionally. I mean, like be- the uh, Ferengi Star Trek game. <laughs> I want to try that one though. Gosh darn it. I want to try that one. I think that looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I, did you see the new Star Trek cartoon that's coming out on the yes, cbs i did i want to watch that I'm, i i did not think i would get disney plus because i i like star wars i i was uh i was first in line for the first star wars movie at the theater when i was a kid um mandalorian doesn't do much for me i just i think part of it is it's so hyped I, I just see want, i i really i enjoyed that one well and so okay so what got me to get disney plus was finally when they came out with hamilton it was going to be on disney plus yeah that is really what did it for you yeah so now Probably because I have Disney Plus, and right now the only thing I have watched on okay, I've watched two things. I've watched Hamilton twice, and I watched a movie with Haley Mills called That Darn Cat. Oh, okay, I've and seen that. Dean yep. Jones. It's actually yep. Dean Jones's first Disney movie, and it was Haley Mills's last Disney movie. Weirdly, 
Uh, it was also Lindsay Lohan, I think. Dean Jones, time. isn't that the guy from Herbie? Yeah. Okay. Yep, he went and did that. I'm a big Herbie that. fan, so. He did that next. The name I sounded believe. familiar. He either did that next or he did it fairly shortly after that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, love Herbie. So those are the two, the two things I've watched on a. You know, they have Herbie cost on me, there. Yeah. You should I'll watch, watch those. Yeah. But it's, a, it's costing me $70 for a year. And I gave my kid access to it. So well, the thing I want to know, you have Herbie. You have the Lindsay Lohan, Michael Keaton, yeah. Herbie. You've got the original Herbies. Yep. You've got Herbie Goes Bananas, Herbie Goes Monte Carlo. Yep. Herbie Rides Again. The Dean Jones Herbie. Ones. Yeah. You don't have the love bug with I thought they did have the They original had the love bug. love bug. Yep, that's the original. But okay. you don't have the love bug with Bruce Campbell. And I can't get my hands on that movie other than a VHS copy. Wait, they redid it with Bruce Campbell as the main character? You didn't know that? I did not. Oh, it was in the 90s. It was when he was really popular. So they made the movie in the 60s. Yes, it was a remake. And then the 90s. Which wasn't really a remake. Kind of like how they did the Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Like he, he was a mechanic and he found this car and then... It was in a continuation. Is it a Disney movie? It was movie? a Disney movie. Okay. It was a Disney Channel straight to well, I'm VHS really, movie. I'm really surprised it's not on there because they've got Song of the South on there. Uh, and see, that was a movie, it's a hard to find movie. That was a and movie it, they banned for years. Uh, I just can't. I want this movie. I used to have it when I used to have a big hmm. VHS collection. Obviously, I don't have any VCRs anymore. Yeah. So I don't have it. I still do. And so. I've I've looked just to get it on VHS, and I think it's just outrageously pricey. I bet, yeah. So, yeah. Call Bruce, call Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I doubt he has a copy of it either. He might not. So, but yeah, that's that's one that I only I've only seen it probably fifteen twenty times in oh, my life. Oh man, I've not, I've but not, see, I, I really like Bruce it. Campbell. Yeah. So you know his his shows Briscoe County Junior that was a great show um <laughs> the revolutionary war one <laughs> yes uh jack of all jack trades jack of all trades was great um then he did uh oh he was Atolkis, at king of thieves in hercules yep. and xena warrior princess yep. he was very good in that um he did he's done so many cool movies he did the man well, he had uh, another, man with the screaming brain he had another tv show that he was a secondary character in yeah, he was uh, Burn Notice. Yeah, that was, he he was, was pretty good He was the coolest that. character in the show. He was the, the dad of one of the spies, right? No. I thought he was his old army, his old, old buddy. Okay. I can remember. He was like a I, Navy SEAL or something yeah. like that, and it's he always sh- wore Hawaiian shirts. Yep, it's a show I saw once or twice. Absolutely loved Bruce Campbell's character. That was like, anytime he was it. part of that show, yeah. I was like, yes, we got a Bruce. Okay. And then they even did a movie after the show was over that was The Fall of Sam Max. Okay. See, honestly, with Bruce Campbell, I remember Jack of All Trades, and I, this is before I really knew who Bruce Campbell was, mm-hmm. um, before I'd seen uh, a Cabin movie. What, uh, Evil Dead and Evil Army Dead, Darkness. Yeah, before I'd yep. seen any of those. I saw, I used to watch Jack of All Trades. was like the late 80s, I think. Early, I think it was mid to late 80s that show came out. Because I remember watching it shortly after I got married. And it was on late at night, and I'd get home from the radio station I used to work at and couldn't sleep right away, and I didn't want to wake up my ex. And we were still married at the time, by the yeah. way. It would be weird if we weren't. Um, so I'd turn on the TV. I think it was on Fox, maybe. I don't remember what network it was on, but it was on one of the more obscure networks. And I remember watching that show, and I just, I love history, first of all. And just the humor was so weird. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the other thing, the other <laughs> thing I love about Bruce Campbell is his humor. Yeah, I just I I think he's hilarious, and 
and the fact that he's really okay with being a B-roll movie actor. Oh, yeah. He embraced it. Yeah. He he was uh, William Shatner before William Shatner was William Shatner. Yeah. Because he embraced the I'm a schlock actor role. He does it for the fans. Him and, him and Adam West, basically, yep. are the two that I give that movement to more than any other. And I don't know if one of them gave advice to Shatner, who, who I think took himself very seriously for quite a few years and made himself into a total D-bag. Uh, then I think somebody said, hey, Bill, here's the deal. You're in a stupid TV show from the 60s that somehow got a big – and I love Star Trek. Don't get me wrong. Star Trek is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. But when you start really paying attention to it, it was not real good. Some of the writing was excellent, but the acting was mediocre at best. In that original series. And I'm being generous with that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, And you had guys like Shatner who took it very seriously. And you had guys like Leonard Nimoy who wanted to make it a good show. And then you had your journeymen like uh, uh, Doohan and uh, the guy who played McCoy. I can't think of his name right now. But they were like guys who said, yeah, I'm just going to do TV shows because I'm making a lot of money doing yep. it. And this, I'll take this role. But they, they embraced it. Don't get me wrong. They were... they they played their characters very well. Yeah, I'd say and they they've were, got one of the biggest, largest yeah, fan bases in the were, world. They were pretty decent actors. But then you get guys like, and unfortunately I have to include George Takai in this. George Takai was not a very good actor. <laughs> uh, the guy who played Chekhov, holy crap, he was not a very good actor. He was terrible. Well, and that Walter accent, Koenig? Walter Koenig. And that accent was just stereotypical. Now, granted, you could say the same thing about Doohan with Scotty. Well, it was 60s. But... He carried it off. Yeah. Whereas you could tell they just took Chekhov and stuck him into that show. And I love, again, I love Star Trek. I don't want you to think I don't. He's more of a Star Wars fan. I no. think we've said this before. No, <laughs> I, I was a Star Trek guy way before Star Wars. I like Star Wars as, as a, okay, I'm an actor. So if what? I'm, if I'm watching actors, Star Wars is better in the acting. Yeah. It's still got some bad acting in it. Don't get me wrong. Mark Hamill was not a good actor when he started out in that series. He became a very good actor, but he was a kid who couldn't act his way out of a paper bag for the most part. Honestly, Carrie Fisher, not very good in the first as an actor. Harrison Ford had a little bit of a acting ability. He, he carried that part off really well. Well, I hope so. He's done quite a few movies. Well, but he wasn't. At that time, the only thing he was really well known for was um, uh, the American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah, that was oh. really the only thing he was known for. Um, but... He was he's he's turned into an extremely good actor, and he made some very very good movies. In he's getting there, yeah. Particular Blade Runner. I think <laughs> it's, you look at Blade Runner and just go, "Holy crap! How did he do that?" Um, obviously, you have uh, uh, Alec Guinness was a professional actor. He hated doing that movie. Um, the guy uh, James Earl Jones as a voice actor was very good. The you know, David Krause was the guy in a suit, but in the same with the guy who played. Uh, Chewbacca, he was just a guy in a suit, so you yeah. don't have to really act that much. But, but they embrace it. They they did well. But anyway, so I forget where my point was going with this, but I, I love Star Trek, but man, that show was not real good. back. I, mean, I love it, it. I love I love it. Still? Yeah, I still do too. But man, if you start looking at it critically. Well, you can't. You got to look no, at it. No, you cannot. Fan. That's just it. And that, that was my point. We're going to Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell was, I think, one of the first people to embrace that. I was in a schlocky movie. Mm-hmm. But, man, I made a lot of money doing it. I had fun doing it, and people seemed to really like it, so let's embrace this. Yep. Adam West did the same thing. Batman was not a good TV show, but it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds weird to say that, 
But if you watch it critically, and like Joe said, you shouldn't do that, it was terrible. Yep. It was camp. It was stupid. Honestly, freaking Mayberry was a better show, acting-wise. Every one of those actors was solid, and they you believed their characters. Whereas with Star Trek, you went, okay, this is a guy overacting, and he's going to make a bad swing, to a bad punch, and it's not going to look good, but... Nostalgia makes it really fun. Oh yeah, it's a great show. So I hope you get my point. I'm not. I'm not dissing these shows. I'm just saying that critically, you can't take them critically. You have to look at them and go, "I love that show because it was just fun." Eat popcorn, watch TV. Yep. Show. And see, with Bruce Bruce Campbell, I was a fan of him early on. With uh, the first thing I ever watched was Army of Darkness. See, and I and that was when I was a kid. What was the first one, though? It wasn't Army of It Darkness. was Evil Dead Evil was Dead. the first one. And then well, Evil two, Dead I... 2 was actually a retelling of Evil Dead. But if yeah. you want to get technical, they actually made a movie in in early years of college, which was uh, yeah. Into the Him Woods Raimi, or something right? like that, or The Woods. Because he's good friends the woods, with Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're college buddies. Yeah. Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, they're all buddies. Yep. And so that's a big reason why you'll see Ted Raimi in a lot of Bruce Campbell stuff. Yeah. And most of the time you'll see Sam Raimi have some either production, producing or writing credits, or writing yeah. credits, directing credits, uh, just like the original Spider-Man trilogy. Bruce Campbell was Bruce in Campbell's each one of those him, yeah. Oh, yeah. because Sam Raimi directed those. Right. So it's like, hey, I'm going to give my buddy a part. And those parts, in my opinion, were the best part oh, yeah. of the movies. I absolutely love Bruce Campbell in there. And the thing is, he is another one who became a really good actor. And he's got comedy chops. Yes. Um, and that was evident in Evil Dead. Yeah, oh, and it that's, was evident in the Army that's of Darkness. The thing movies. is, the, and then Army of Darkness got just much better. And then so many years passed, and they wanted to do a a sequel to that because they left it hanging there. Yep. But they couldn't get the rights back from uh, Merrimax, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, they were able to make a show. And it lasted three seasons. It was Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, and I and saw a couple I absolutely episodes. Absolutely loved yeah. it. And then the third season was finally going to answer the question of what happened in the future. Now I have the comic lines. I have board games. I actually have some really cool pewter miniatures that I need to get back from a buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, and they, for the board games, so the pewter miniatures, they're very hard to find. I mean, I. They're like four hundred plus dollars for oh, just these miniatures. Yeah, you need to get those back. Um, but I want to get them painted, and that was the whole thing. Is like I gave him my buddy to paint them, and he just never got around to them. And just, he's a busy guy. And that was before you knew me. Uh, yeah, knew I. If that's uh, obviously that's where we're going with that. Yeah, that's so where I figured that's. So where I have to have his car from the Armored Darkness film with the the windmill on the front of the car. Okay, and then. Uh, Bruce Campbell sits in the car, and then you've got all the computer characters. Oh, man. And so I played this game when I first got it. Um cost me like six or $700 for, for the game. For the game. The, yeah. With the miniatures. And so we played it once. We did not play with the miniatures. We played with the cardboard standees. And that's been four or five years now. Yeah. And so I have not played the game so you since did, then. You did know me, but I, you didn't know it was a painter. I didn't know he painted. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Well, but, you know, well, my buddy, then, yeah, he, was gonna he do did, one. like, Civil War miniatures. Yeah. He did my and Blood Bowl good, team. He's a good Very, painter. very good painter. He just hasn't had time to paint. And, and yeah. right, like, right now, well, the whole and, COVID thing. Yeah, it's and weird. His, he's, he's his going job, through some yeah. life transitions right now. And so... It's one of those things where hopefully one of these days I can get a hold of him and say, "Hey, buddy, hey, have you found those, those miniatures back. yet?" Yeah. <laughs> so, 
yeah, it's um, Bruce Campbell. I love his movies, but I'm also um big fan of his games, like yep. him in the games. Yeah. Uh, so I I enjoy RPGs. I am not big into playing RPGs. Right. I actually own an RPG that I would love to get to the table, and that RPG is oh. Army of the Darkness <laughs> with Bruce Campbell. So someday, if we can actually do it, maybe we'll we'll get that to the table. Maybe I have but, to give that one a try. Now, but it I, comes with storyline in there and, and characters that you can you can be uh, um, you can be Ash. You can be. Uh, Oh, I cannot think of what the... Some of the other characters, yeah. I'd, yeah, you can be... Uh, I think King Arthur was one of them. Okay. And then uh, Eric the Red was another one. And then you obviously have the bad guys. Yeah. So. It's been years but, since I've seen the movie or seen but any that, of the movies. But that before. cost me alone. That was a $80 book. Yeah. Because it's not imagine. in print. Yeah. Just like the board game and the pewter miniatures. They're not they in were, print. Yeah, they're done. They haven't been in print since the late 90s. Yeah, that sounds about So right. it's one of those things where they're 20 plus years old... Yeah. <laughs> it's a little so, expensive, yeah. So yeah. it's a good hobby. This gaming thing, it's a good hobby. We yeah, should stick it's with a, it. It's a good sickness. It's one of the few podcasts out there that will be claim to be a gaming podcast and start talking about bad acting in TV shows and, and movies. But, yeah. hey, it's half the fun. Yep. You never know which direction we're going to take. Exactly. Yep, because we're mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it for us tonight. I think that is all I've got. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Have a good night. Your local children's hospital is full of superheroes, superhero patients. They wear gowns instead of capes and often fight evil on a microscopic level. And just like the doctors, nurses, and staff, you can help decimate illnesses and enemy foes for sick and injured children by gaming. Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers that play games and heal kids. Register at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio.